<laughs> All right, so we're in today at uh, Ephesians six seventeen, which is the final piece of the armor of God, which is the sword of the Spirit. So Ephesians six seventeen simply says, uh, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Uh, looking at um, the Blue Letter Bible, uh, David Gusick's commentary uh, says here that the the idea is that the the Spirit provides a sword for you. And that sword is the word of God. To effectively use the sword of the spirit, we can't regard the Bible as a book of magic charms or tie one around our neck the way that garlic is said to drive away vampires. So my question, the first question I got for you guys is, how can one see the Bible as like a, like almost like a, like a tied around my neck, like a, like a you know, a, like garlic or, or a book of magic charms? How could someone take that? As, how could somebody treat the Bible like that? And in what ways have you guys seen that? Like, Are you saying in a positive or a deleterious way? A bad way. How could somebody say, well, this is just a book of magic charms or a way toward evil? Um, the Bible itself. I mean, how can that be seen that way, if that makes sense? Can I answer that from my own experience? Well, for you, dude. So, I think when I'm disobedient, the word of God that I know... <laughs> or the word of God that I'm learning isn't portrayed accurately. And so from other people's point of view, when I am being disobedient, I fail at sharing the word of God and the gospel. Yeah. Absolutely. That, that, that's just that's just my two cents, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's it, really convicting. Yeah. <laughs> and the dangers of doing that are basically telling people what the devil likes to do, twisting the scripture or applying a scripture that is not correct to somebody's life uh, isn't that right out of like the second chapter of James like if we're actually going to put ourselves in a position of being teachers like not many of you should be mm-hmm. right yeah yeah it just yeah. yesterday and the day before I had a real convicting Bible study where God was like dude you need to be obedient because you're not providing a very good example yeah that's definitely important and the other question is to you guys is do you think that the devil knows the Bible Oh, back and front, forwards, backwards, in every which way. And how does he? How does he use That's it? That's how he, he yeah. uses it literally to get to the way that we view the world, and that's how he gets to us. Is because he does it on a literal, literal sense, not a spiritual sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. What was that? He's a master deceiver. Wow. Well, nothing but lies. If he can convince one third of heaven's angels, they're right here in God's presence. What kind of power is that? Yeah. And that's why we need the Holy Spirit in our life. Yeah. Amen. So, like, you're, you're right at the end of Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. So, I mean, yeah. you're talking about Ephesians 6, right? Yeah, Ephesians 6, uh, chapter 17. We do not wrestle 17. against the flesh and the blood, but yeah. it's supposed to be out of that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, it's so crazy. This is exactly what happens. Yeah, it's... It's awesome. So, uh, to effectively use the sword, we must regard it as the word of God, which is the which is the word of God. If we are not confident in the inspiration of Scripture, that the sword really came from the Spirit, then we will not use it effectively at all. Um, this goes to show, like how important it is to study, how important it is to dive into, you know, pick and choose, or you know, uh, especially with like you know these different topical which. There's a question later, but these different topical churches that 
pick and choose the verses they want to talk about or a little sections here, a little sections there. I mean, that's how I started back in the day was here's this little section of verse without reading the entire context of the actual chapter or reading before, reading after. But here's this little section of the verse here and I'm going to apply it to my life. And like having to realize, you know, things that happened to Paul back in the day can be applied to stuff that's happening to me today. You know, I'm not, unless I don't don't have a time machine, so I can't go back in time. So, you know, just using the word of God and studying it and, and, you know, letting God use it through me for his glory. So, so, so I know I just showed up. You're good. But like, I've, been really convicted the last week and I think right along with what you're saying if you back up a little bit when it says shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace mm-hmm. and this is just what hit me um, it's, it doesn't say shod your feet with the gospel of peace mm-hmm. it says put on your sandals with the preparation do your homework yeah. Right? Yeah. that's where I fail because yeah. I don't spend as much time with you know the sword of the spirit as I should. Shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Mm-hmm. Right? And that yeah. preparation is where I fail. Yeah. What is a sword? It's a tool. Yeah. Right? You're not proficient with a tool. Or if you don't sharpen it. Yeah. You're useless. Yeah. You're not proficient with a tool because you because I've heard way too many times in my life we talk about like the devil knowing the scripture he can call it by a different name it's it's like uh, one of the people that I hate that she says but like my sister uh, she, she says that like you only read the bible and stay in the bible because you're sheep you don't actually need the bible it's not for you I've been told that like my whole life by my sister That's an interesting point of view. and I was like okay <laughs> yeah you should just tell her you know hey this is the most important book in the world. Yeah. If you can't figure that one out, yeah, I'm well, here to I'm here to, to guide you to it. But if you don't want to hear it, and she's like, you don't have well, to keep your working. life based on the Bible. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Oh. <laughs> so what do you say to the people who think that you know the Word of God is a defensive, that the sword of the Spirit is a defensive weapon? Well, it's offensive and in, uh, mm-hmm. defensive. Mm-hmm. You use it against the devil to ward off bad and evil but you also use it to conquer as well by either leading people more people to christ or planting a seed and letting god grow in them yeah and yeah. you use it to check what yeah. your pastor is telling you yeah, <laughs> absolutely. right it's why we bring yeah. up bibles to church yeah, sure yeah right like and, and, and i i think there's an exact it's just like god was just clobbering mm-hmm. me right um i really want to I'll come back to it. You're good. No worries. Um, he says, The Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. So mm-hmm. one of the things that I really, really struggled with is you know, me saying, well, I mean, if God's God and Christ is Christ, right? That's all great. He says he loves us, and that's wonderful. But how come me as a man, why don't I feel that, right? And one of the guys that I really respect, he said, hey, listen, you're brothers in Christ, which is why this right here is so important. <laughs> yeah. What I've been starting for. The love from you, the love from you, that is the tangible love of Christ that you receive. Yeah. 
right? It, 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 it sounds so obvious, but it was like a paradigm shift that just hit me. Because it was like, dude, I can put this in my head, right? Yeah. But when I live it with my heart, yeah. right? Not only am I trying to, like, like, if I even believe that I could, you know, be that for somebody else, but because of what you're saying, mm-hmm. Chris, like, mm-hmm. like, like, that is the love of God, yeah. right? What Ben says is the love of God, right? Yeah. And I get that tangible love of God through you guys. Yeah. Which is why we're here. It's just. Yeah. Absolutely. It's exciting. Uh, yeah. Uh, think of a soldier or a gladiator in training, practicing sword thrusts and moves and positions. Now you must practice them ahead of time. And if he is a superior fighter and has a great fighting instinct at the time of battle, he will instantly recall which thrust, which position suits the precise moment. He will never be able to use the thrust in the fight if he has not first practiced it. But he still needs to make the move at the moment. So the question I got is like, because I've always struggled with this, is how do you prepare yourself for those situations? Because I've seen videos, YouTube videos of, here's how you say to a Mormon, which is what you say to a Mormon when he comes to your door, or Jehovah's Witness when he comes to your door. And it's like, that's great to watch it, and it's a great video to see it, but when, the, when, the, when that thing happens, how do you prepare yourself for that when they come to your door? Like how do you like how do you get how do you prepare yourself for when they come and knock on your door? What do you do? Like that's my question. It's like how do I prepare myself for that for that time? You immerse yourself in the word. Yeah, there's there's just no preparation. So that's the tool. Right? Yeah. If you don't know it. How can you use it? Yeah. If you immerse yourself into it, understand it. That'll come to you. You can't know memorize the script. It's gonna trump the word of God. Well, and I, I believe if you're also in the Word, you know, God will speak through you. Yeah. And He will make your words be known to others that you're a Christ follower. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's not easy to uh, disciple the Word of God. It's not. Because people aren't receptive to it anymore. Yeah. Everybody's trying to get away from it. You know, because the devil's dwelling on the earth right now. Yeah. And in force. Yeah. Even when we challenge each other as brothers in Christ. Right. Yeah. 100%. And that's even more so when we challenge each other. And I think there's, if you know the Word of God, there's an element of grace that comes with it. Like, there's, uh, if you, you can't just recite a script to a Jehovah Witness or a Mormon. Or, you can't just, because there's no grace there. Yeah. So if you're, if you're immersed in the Word of God, you have that grace. And that grace is going to come through you through the Lord Jesus when you're in that situation. And being in a couple of those situations, the, the successful situations in my mind has been when I had prayed for those situations. Like in the middle of those situations where you feel this situation coming on you, you're just pausing and praying before you respond and not responding out of pride, arrogance, or you know, justification. So, so what you're saying is like, when you ask the questions, how yeah. do you set yourself up for that circumstance? Yeah. By previously being saturated. Yeah, I right. Yeah, mercy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, I, Cause it's like you know, I'm more the guy who when they come knocking at the door, I'll hide, I'll hide, or like, oh, they'll go away, you know. Like my dad back in the day, we had Mormons show up at his property, and he was behind the behind his garage, and he came walking around the, with an axe on his back on his shoulder, and the Mormons never came back. That was right. how my dad handled stuff. <laughs> it's like leave my property, don't come back, and they obviously never did because he scared them. But for me, you know, I want to be able to, you know, I guess do my best to try and save. Or you know, at least give some sort of truth to them, yeah. 
and now just like, oh, they're here, you know, close, it, close the blinds too. kind of a I thing. Some, some really good close friends of my family, my wife and I, we have some really good friends. They're Mormons, and they're like deep in the Mormon church, and they are like sold out for the Mormons. And so the best that we can do is just love them. Yeah. Like we love the relationship more than being right. So we're going to love them through it. Like we're just going to explain, we're just, you know, we don't really, we have an understanding. We're not, you know, we talk about spiritual things and stuff like that, but as for, you know, we don't get into that. It's not for me proving my religion's better than your religion. Yeah. Even though it is. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, you gotta have some commentary. Yeah. Yeah. You, you gotta love the relationship more than you gotta love it, because that's the true. I mean, you're showing Christ's love by just loving them, regardless, yeah. right? Yeah. We're sinners. We're yeah. Sinners. Yeah. 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 There's no difference. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no difference there. We have salvation, yes, but like, love them. And so if you kind of take that approach, you want that person knocking on your door. Yeah, don't just like get away. You know. yeah, it's like it's like. I mean, honestly, we're all human. And we're all men, and we just we put this guard up. And yeah. Like, ah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. It's like engage them. Yeah. You know, what's always kind of yeah. taking me for a trip is how much uh, the Mormon Church puts its fingers out and tries to shed light into the corners of the world. You know, like misappropriating. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and yeah. so when Mormons come to my door, and I, man, I've had, they have an apartment just a block away, and they cycle through every six months, you know, and, you know, Mr. Who and Mr. Who, you know, and they're running around, and they're, it is really convicting. It's like, why am I not doing it? Yeah. Right? I, 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 I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's so jiggly. I always look at it as like, um, as if I'm like an NFL team, and I just picked up a new draft. Mm. I have a set of playbooks that, yeah. that I know is true. Yeah. And they have a set of playbooks that they know is true. Yeah. And I, okay, I say, okay, we're going to run a, you know, a sweep to the right. Yeah. They're going to go, they're going to pull the guard, which we don't pull the guard on our sweep. We pull the tackle on our guard. Yeah. And so it's a different play. So you have to look at it as, okay, we're now on the same team because we're both shooting for the same God. We're just on completely different teams mentally. So how do I alter that without telling you you're wrong? Because mm-hmm. they'll go, no, look, my playbook says I'm right. Yeah. And then we go, our playbook is right. Yeah. So I like what you said where you're like, we, we have an understanding that I don't have to prove that mine is better or mine is the right. We just have an understanding in the middle and showing the love of God was more of, he'll meet you wherever you are, even in the deepest pits of sin. Mm-hmm. And I really love that about how I've seen, you know, Jesus in every point. He's just, he, he'll look past all your sin and just go, hey, come hang out with me. Come eat a meal. Yeah, yeah. Eat with me. Spend time in my presence. Yeah. You know, and, and he doesn't he doesn't look at you as the Mormon or the Jehovah's Witness. He looks at you as a lost child of God. Yeah. Whether you're close or far. Yeah. You're just as lost as, you know, as the pastor in, in relation to sin mm. because it's it's not a scale of how bad you are it's a, a one and a zero yeah. you awesome. are or you're yeah. not yeah. yeah it's not our job for it's not their salvation's not our job yeah, right. yeah. he's, he's already been on the cross for that our job right. is to represent our yeah. job is to like show the Lord yeah. their salvation that's in the Lord's hands yeah. that's your really job good. to represent yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly because if you try to prove, prove you're right and, you know Show the bow in their face is going to you know cause a division between it's legalism. It's yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Well, it's like that interdenominational thing has nothing to do with God. Like religion is made by man for man, has very little to do with God, and has a lot to do with the devil trying to divide us. Mm. Um, yeah, like I grew up in a whole theological, like Christian school, and like the whole rhetoric apologetics thing. It just it it took me a long time because you always you, yeah, dude, you want to prove that you know your little quirk or you know idiosyncrasy for theology is right. Yeah. And just like you said, it, it that has nothing to do with the love of Christ, right? Mm. When was the last time God was trying to like argue a theological issue? Mm. Versus, you know, like being an exemplary example of love. Yeah. 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 That's really good. Yeah, it's good. So, um, just the proof of uh, the use of, the correct use of the sword uh, is the, the example of Jesus in the wilderness with the devil. Uh, therefore, effectively using the sword takes practice. The great example of this is with Jesus combated the devil. In uh, Matthew 4, 1 to 11, it says that then Jesus, Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And the devil took him to, into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. Jesus said to him, It is written, Again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. And Jesus said to him, Away with you, saying, For it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. And the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. So, as I looked at that verse... And the biggest thing that uh, David Gusick, I used him a lot, was, was first he came to Jesus when he was the weakest. He didn't wait, you know, he didn't wait until he was like surrounded by his buddies or whatever uh, was when he was, he came when he was weakest. The second thing he pointed out was it wasn't a, the devil came. It wasn't a, he might have come or he was going to come to plan time. No, he had a purpose for being there. Uh, and I was as I was talking to Lucas and, and Paul earlier was... The different verses that the devil came at him with were put in a literal point of view, whereas a spiritual point of view. Uh, and the one verse that he used about the, if you cast yourself down, the angels will catch you, was out of Psalms. And he left out an actual piece of the verse that is found there. So, that looking at how, how Jesus handled the devil, um, how can we use that how, from Jesus, like his example, how can we use that against the devil in our lives? I mean, immersing yourself, obviously, in the word of God is definitely one, one big one. What else can we, I mean, keeping your sword sharpened, right, by studying. Is there anything else that we can, as this is an example, that we can use to combat, I guess? Well, I just think we need to be bold in Christ. I mean, everybody nowadays wants to shy away from being a, you know, you're a Christian. You're supposed to be spreading the word of God. But because society and everything is telling you, oh, you can't do that, you can't do that. Well, crap. 
you need to go out and be bold for Christ. Mm. And you need to stick it in people's face because you know what? We're here to save as many as we can before we go. And if you're not bold for Christ, how are you going to save anybody? Or even plant the seed so God can work through you and them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Almost every workforce now, you can't, you can't be doing that in the workforce. Well, you know, you can drop subtle hints. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Little yeah. Jesus seeds aren't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They don't even know they're there. Yeah. Pre- like, he certainly doesn't always. say, yeah. Correct. you know, this is your command if it's politically, like, if it's tolerable or politically correct. He <laughs> yeah. says, this is your commandment. Yeah. Well, and it's, if you're not being bold for Christ, it's like you're ashamed of being a Christian. Yep. And that's, that's not necessarily like, I agree with all of that, 100%, but that's not necessarily with words. You know, I mean, that famous Correct. saying is like, preach always and sometimes use words. Yeah. Like how you live your life and show yourself as a beacon of Christ is more powerful than the words that can come out of your mouth. Far known. Like how, if, if, you are, if you are known to be different, you're not out partying on the weekends, you're not partaking in the workplace gossip, you're not partaking in cussing up a storm with the co-workers and stuff like that. If you're known to be different, that speaks volumes above anything you can say because that speaks volumes when you do say something, it has more merit to it. Right. You know what I mean? Instead of just conforming to the world and then like having this theology that's different. So I just, I think, I think our actions and how we compose ourselves and how we carry ourselves throughout our lives day to day, minute by minute, that, that is more, that is how you show the difference. That, that gives you merit to stand on. Mm-hmm. So, like, along with that, like, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah. So, the, 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 there's action by, like, action, and there's, like, and there's inaction. So, like, if I don't do anything, right? Mm-hmm. So, it's kind of like a lie, right? You can lie through fabrication or you can lie through omission. Like, it's kind of what you were saying. Yeah. Right? So, it's like, like, uh, I think... Oh, no, I, I, I don't want you to misconstrue me there. No, I, I want no. you to say it's like your your uh, your the words that come out of your mouth are going to have more impact or merit if your yeah. actions have not to know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like I think I'm right along your wavelength when you say, "Hey, listen, I can go along with what is happening, regardless of whether or not you know it's like a direct, like you know, attack against." my values or my beliefs as a Christian, right? I can go along with whatever's going on, you know, like whatever's happening, but am I, right? Nobody's learning, and I'm not sharing the gospel if I just go along. Oh, I'm not, yeah, I don't, I don't want to go along with what I'm saying. It's like, um, not necessarily go along. I think we're saying the same thing two different ways. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't want to argue with you, but it's like, uh, I'm not going along. Okay, so when it comes to, like, my faith and stuff like that, like, if somebody... If somebody contradicts and like my workplace tells me to do something that is not in line with my faith, I'm just gonna have that. Absolutely, that's not going. Yeah, that's not going along with it. But I'm just saying is like when I do stand up for that, those years of service I put in before that and how I and people perceive me is gonna be more impactful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like like, I'm gonna stand up for a cause and be like, oh, he doesn't really. Yeah, it's not worth your actions. It's not mouthing off for years in advance. All of a sudden, stuff comes like, no, I don't do that. Because of my faith. It's like, your faith, what faith? I haven't seen faith. Yeah, exactly. It's like, what front of you, son? You know what I mean? What's your what's your track record? You know, if you're standing up every single day, if you stand up every single day and stand for what is right. means don't be passive. There's no passivity inside that. Yeah. I think we're saying the same thing. Yeah. That's what's important. Am I now trying to win the approval of men or God? Am I trying to please men? If I were still trying to please men, I would not be a servant of Christ. It was just something that really hit me hard. And like, I think I think it's kind of right along with what yeah. you're saying. No, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's you. 
Yeah, if, you, if you're showing fruit, yeah, if if you're, your stances are going to be more. Yeah. And I think that that that's normal because when when you look at how two people communicate, ninety mm-hmm. percent of the communication is body language. Yeah, and that and that's what that's what that's what you're saying. Mm-hmm. If our body language lines up with what we're saying, it's a hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's powerful. Deeper, I think it's deeper than that too. I think it's a matter of we see this in sports all the time. Is, is that there's always a star quarterback, right? Yeah. But I may be the fourth string quarterback, and I got to be equipped, and I got to be trained, and I got to be ready to go on that field any time that those other quarterbacks may get hurt. Yeah. And any time that I all of a sudden start looking down on myself or start being ashamed of the place that I'm at then ends up being bad for anybody that I'm mentoring down the line below me. And that becomes super bad. Because it does yeah. not just reflect upon you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and the other thing is that we have to put God at, at the beginning because he's the trainer. Yeah. It's not like pastors or these other leaders that we put in our life. It's God himself. Yeah. No one else can take that place. Yeah. And I think long, when you get that way, you have to ask yourself, why am I studying what what's my reason for studying? Because I mean, you could study like Stalin did. He he had the Bible memorized, but he never applied any of it, so it, it didn't make any difference to him. But if you're studying the Bible to say, how can I apply this to me? Then then you start making an impact yeah. on people. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a purpose, you know, a purpose driven yeah. study, purpose driven. Uh, yeah. yeah, don't just read, knows it, right? read the book. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, he's, he's, he's got a, he's got yeah. a down path. He's not so. applying it, you know. He practices way better. <laughs> yeah, and, and like day. if we're the fourth yeah. string quarterback and we don't align with, like, you know, our team or whatever analogy it is, right? We're not sitting against our team. What is it, Psalm 51? It's like, like, like we don't sin against our brothers. We don't sin against whatever. Like, our sin is against God. Mm-hmm. I think it's all. So, well, Matthew Henry said uh, about the sword of the spirit to uh, to the Christian arm for defense in battle. The apostle recommends only one weapon of attack, but it is enough. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, it subdues and mortifies evil desires and blasphemous thoughts as they rise within, and answers unbelief and error as they assault from without. A single text, well understood and rightly applied at once, destroys a temptation or an objection and subdues the most formidable adversary. Um, I read also another book I was reading was, uh, which I love is, is, it, is, it, is our, it is our highest privilege to be able to study the word of God and see how it applies to Christian service in modern society, just as it has done societies in earlier days. Just how important it is to, to study and to basically be the light wherever you are, that your, that your life reflects what your stances are, that when somebody sees you, they don't go, and then you stand up for whatever you believe in, they don't look at your track, your track record and go, well, here's the different times you failed. Or how, how you have faith, like Luke was saying, you have faith, where, where, where is that? Um, and just how important it is to, you know, stand for, for the word of God and for God himself. Um, let's see, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5 uh, says, uh, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. 
For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Um, what do you say to the, those churches that, tre- that preach topical sermons or use humanly wisdom to attempt to battle spiritual things to see the truth? Because I've heard well, it said. I mean, I've if, heard it if, said. If, the, if the topic is needed to be applied, then definitely teach the topic. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't. <clears throat> I don't think you can teach. I don't think any pastor, any church, anywhere can can teach the whole concept of God. Hmm. There's just too much there for them to teach. Um, so whether you do it topically, and if if you do it, if you're as a pastor, if you're teaching topically. And your congregation needs that, then you're doing what you're supposed to do. If if you're teaching topically and your congregation or the people you're teaching don't need that, they need something else. They need to expand on that topic. Then you're not doing what's right. Yeah. And I and I think that's that's what it is. As you as you if if you are trying to teach somebody something. You start with with the the formula, and and then you build out from that formula, and then you start with with pureed food, and then you start with with partial bites, and and then you finally get to the meat. And I think what happens with with the topical churches is they get stuck there. They they don't move from from feeding the formula to the their individuals. They they. Um, end up just stuck there, yeah. and I think that's what. Uh, they don't put the word in action. Yeah, they don't put the word in action, and, yeah. and, they, and they don't try to grow. Yeah, I think there's a lot of different. There's like I have a hard time. Like, I, this is kind of an argument between my brothers and I when we talk about this because going to Calvary, you know, going through verse by verse, book by book, and I think there's such great value in that. But I also believe there is value in topical speaking. If those topics are rooted in Christ, if those topics are rooted in Scripture, there is absolutely nothing wrong with speaking, speaking topically. I mean, what are conferences for? So those are topic-driven yeah. conferences, right? Yeah. What are the um, Lee Arnold's conference and stuff like that? Those are topic-driven conferences and stuff like that. I think they have a great value. And where we get, where we get um, tied up um, is mostly within ourselves because, yes, you're kind of saying like, oh, if you're not teaching verse by verse, book by book, you're not on the same level as me because this is what I do. And we have to be very careful about that pride because that those topic churches, those are gathering churches. Yeah. Like we all started a topic church. I started a topic church. Like I could know a lot of people who's like, I started a life center. We started Dragnet. a summit. We started like these are these are what welcome people and expose people to Christ. And when the, Christ lights a fire in your heart, you want more. So yeah. you kind of gravitate more towards a Calvary Chapel. You gravitate more to like a theology. You know, you gravitate more to the like the meat and potatoes that you're saying. Yeah. You get off the formula and you kind of go back to the meat and potatoes. But I think we have to be very careful about speaking down or on, on a topic driven church because there's God is still in that church. Mm. 
You know, they, and people go, oh, that's a dead church. They like, no, it's not. Yeah. We love Jesus, and who are us to, you know what I mean? It's like, God is in that church, and we yeah. have to be careful about that. Because, I mean, just because we are wanting to meet potatoes, that I mean, that's less like criticizing our infant because we're eating. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So they're still on the <clears throat> formula, and then we're here. It's just like, you know, you want to grow those people who are going to get the meat and potatoes, but those topics, like, there's a lot of great topic driven churches, you know what I mean, yeah. who, who do that, yeah. you know, because that's what their congregation seeks and needs. And, you know yeah. what I mean? and, like, and it's on the individual to seek more. Mm. It's like going to school, like sending our kids to school and expecting the teachers to raise our children. Yeah, that's not going to happen. It's our job. Yeah, right? yeah. It's yeah. our job to grow our spiritual wisdom as well, not the churches. Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 so yeah. Like, you're kind of saying that's good. That 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 education when you're not around your kids is the catalyst for their questions for you really to be able to teach. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's like when you go to these, like I went to a Summit Church up on the South Hill for like two, like close to five years. That's an awesome church. Awesome church. They were like. A, welcoming church they are an outreach church right they're an outreach church that's why those outreach churches numbers are so huge right because they outreach they, yeah. they reach the communities they do yeah. a better job at reaching communities than say Calvary Chapel yeah. you know what I mean you don't see the community coming to Calvary Chapel you see yeah. a lot of base believers coming to Calvary Chapel yeah. so in each church has, you know it has some outliers but like each church has their you know their driving factors yeah. you know what I'm those, are, those are important for us to remember and understand it's like, yeah, there's a growth process. Yeah, you start and where something. do you take it further? Right here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. And it's our responsibility to do this. Absolutely. Not the churches. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what I love is Waiting students. for Pastor David to say, hey, Chris, I need you to do this. Yeah. Hey, Lucas, I need you to do this. You know, it's, it's our responsibility it's to step out. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's good. I kind of look at it as like, I love what you said about the topical churches because I believe there's there's a, a place in the kingdom of God for topical churches and the scripture churches. But I don't look at it as like, this is the meat and potatoes church. I look at it as more like, this is an ingredients church. Mm-hmm. You have to cook it. Mm-hmm. You get the tomato, the eggs, you know, the flour. Yeah. And you have to make pasta at home, away from the church. Because sometimes yeah. I'll sit there and be like, okay, you just read the verses to me. Mm-hmm. which is what I do at home. You gave me no way to apply it to my life. You gave me no direction with it. So sometimes I sit there and I'm, I'm really frustrated with it because I'm like, this was great, but I read this at home. I, I just read over this because I can't now go, okay, there's no, or do I just read the next couple set of verses that we're going to read next week yeah. so that I'm ready for what your your your, spe- your, your speech is? and. And so it's it's kind of interesting where like on a topical church I really enjoy the fact of I get to go I get to listen to their topic and then I get to go back on my own and go okay here's what here's what I missed from before and after on this one section they chose to make this one telescoping spot of what Jesus is or what your faith should look like mm-hmm. and then I can go and make my own determination of actually no I don't think the way he said that was right but I think what came from God was supposed to be this so that I have I have some time to deduce and understand where at places like Calvary I love because it's very because of things like this you don't get this at a topical church I've been to very very many and uh, it just never I never have had this solid experience with uh, a group of uh, other men that want more 
Mm. And I mean, that's I, a tall order. Yeah, yeah. Right? And it does a lot of responsibility. Yeah. It's, but it, it's nice to have both sides of it, where I think there is a, a, a reason for it. But I wouldn't, if somebody asked me, is Calvary a, is Calvary a scripture for scripture verse verse? You know, church. Mm-hmm. I'd say mine. No, um, about fifty to eighty percent of it. Yeah, and then we get a fifteen twenty minute topical discussion every week of David going on about some some normal sin that's in yeah. life and. It's like, I wish he would take it either one way or the other, where he took that topical part and said, okay, here's the reasons why, versus it, it sounds more opinion-based at the end. And that could just be a my opinion uh, of it, but I love, there's days where the, where the word speaks heavy. Yeah. And then there's other days where it's like, okay, it kind of felt flat. Like, I didn't, I need more in this here get fed enough yeah yeah and so it wants me to go read more yeah but it's it it can be hit and miss for me well i think it's like like lewis lewis is saying it's it's on that person's you know it's not on pastor david to give you come to church every day for your feel fill the of the word and then you go on and you wait for next week yeah it's your responsibility to take the word of god go home and study it yes he gives you his notes and his studying we can't just Take his his words and his study and go. Oh, that's 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 for me. Mm-hmm. No, it's okay. John twenty these verses. Cool. Thank you, Pastor David, for that. Let's go home now and study on my own and see what God reveals to me through that. The application is on you. Yeah. It's our responsibility to do this. And I, I, I don't know, guys. I'm brand new. I really appreciate You're good. this. So, like, thank you. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's so, a hard thing. I'm sorry. You're, oh, you're, go, yeah. go for it, bro. It's go. a hard thing, too, because you look at it from a point of view of, like, David's got, you know, 30, 40, oh, like 60 souls looking at him. Yeah. 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 I mean, 60 souls looking at him for him to present the word how he does. You know, it, it, that's what I'm saying is, like, if you study the word God, like how we're doing it, topics will come up, right? Yeah. Okay. And then there's a different way of like seeking out a topic and finding the scripture. And yeah. I'm sure you're picking the scriptures, but it's yeah. finding the full yeah. scriptures that support that topic. And so I, I think there's like a, I understand what you're saying though, because I understand like sometimes like you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> Come on, let's wrap, let's wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. The, the thing the I thing is yeah. you're you're feeling that. But the person in the pew across the way yeah. is getting exactly whole lots. So. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's like 40, 60 people staring yeah. at them, and like yeah. each one of those people are feeling different about it. Like, so it's like some of these would be fall flat. Yeah. It's like, okay, why did we fall flat? Yeah, yeah. 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 did I understand yeah. that? Like, did we not? And it's like, were we not? And some things like your convictions are not my convictions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you know, yeah. my convictions are nowhere. They're not very close yeah. to your convictions. And so, and like all these individual souls hearing the same word so many different times you're getting convicted. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's kind of the beauty of the body of Christ. I, I think yeah. I've got it here, you know, when it says, you know, if you're an ear, you know, how can you do it with your foot, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Like, I, I, that is different. Iron sharpens iron. That's why we're yeah. here. And I don't it's hold like it against awesome. him. I love oh, David. Yeah. But, <laughs> no, we understand. But it's like, whatever. sometimes I'm Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever, David. <laughs> we're in no, last time. This is the last time. Last time here, you're out of the group. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, I didn't get any more text messages. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, what uh, what's going on? Yeah, Guess we're not meeting the rocket anymore. <laughs> I'll be sitting next to my wife, and she's like, digging it. I'm like, yeah. 
know, yeah. like, that's my yeah. spouse. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just like, it's completely different. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I, I kind of, where my, where my life is right now, you know, I'm getting ready to retire. I looked and said, okay, when I retire, what am I going to do? And I thought, you know, I always like to build stuff. So I'm going to build, see if I can learn, teach myself to build furniture. So I got whatever tools I thought I would need. And I'm now starting to use those tools. And I'm realizing, I don't know any, don't know how to use this tool. Yeah. So I'm just practicing and practicing and making making sawdust yeah. out of pieces of wood. And I'm, I'm having fun. I mean, yeah. but it's the way it is. We should we should do the same thing with with the word of God. Yeah. We we should you know we get get it in practice. Um, I don't know if anybody's ever stood in front of a mirror and recited how how they would react. Like if the Mormons show up, or how you you would lead somebody, but you should do that. You you should actually practice how you you're going to bring yeah, something. You win yourself over to the person. You know, uh, find out what they have need. Like somebody needs wood. Yeah. Okay, you bless them with wood. And this guy, yeah, something else. You're watch him. You know, he's watching you. You're marking stuff. You look in the Bible. Like Jesus, he met their needs first. Yeah. I mean, you can't really think of one thing that he did. He did something first. Yeah. 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 Very yeah. kind of strong. <laughs> yeah. Well, on, on your point, Warren, I mean, it's, you don't get the, get, uh, get the work, get the work, you know, get your wood out and then place all the different tools down and wait for something to happen. You know, it's like put all the different tools out and then post everything on the ground. All right, let's go. And you just wait for it. And it's like, that doesn't work like that. It needs, you know, you need to put and do things. You need to put the work into it and not just wait for something to and we need and we need that practice. Practice is the most important thing. It's like I don't know anything that I've ever done for the first time comes out to be a complete joke and a disaster. And I'm yeah. like, okay, well now what? Yeah. <laughs> right, like, second try. Yeah. And usually fire pit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so it's it's repetition and con- staying constant to that and, and that consistency leads to you know good things. So, yeah. Yeah. And they say. Uh, excellence is a habit, not like uh, a characteristics. Like, yeah, like excellence is a habit. Yeah. Chris, I got money, buddy. Oh, you good, bro? Yep. Thanks for coming. All right, so uh, go ter- terrorize the rest of the household. Yeah, yeah I gotta get home before they get out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hebrews four twelve for the word of God is living and powerful, and sharper than any two edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and joints and marrow and is discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Um, each individual is judged. You know, the, the word of God, no matter how, you know, when we use it correctly and we practice it and dive into it, well, you, it's going to pierce you no matter how hard you might be or how, you know, whatever, wherever you are in your life, when the word of God is spoken correctly and, and in the right way, yeah, it should pierce you and 
not you not make you feel good in certain situations. So, so yeah. Um, anything else you guys want to add? I mean, before we press stop and then pray it out. I mean, how is God? How are you guys using the Word of God in your lives? Not enough. Yeah. <laughs> Truthfully, I, that's where I stumble. Is you know I I do. I go to church on Sunday, I read my Bible on Sunday, but it seems to stop there. Mm. And it's either something that'll come along during the week that'll be like, I gotta get back in my Bible. Yeah. But why should it take that? It yeah. shouldn't. You should already be there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, I mean, how important it is to my, I found Pilgrim's, the Pilgrim's Progress for my daughter. They re, re-illustrated it, but uh, it's the same story and it's one of those things that I've always found pride in making sure that my daughter understands who God is and what he did for us and reading that Pilgrim's Progress to her every single day uh, two chapters a night before she goes to sleep or getting better at balancing the word off of God off my wife every single day no matter what it is like coming home studying this and talking about Jesus and the devil and stuff like that and bouncing off of her I mean it brings more uh, enlightens me more because she has her own like Lucas was talking about everybody's in their own in their own point in life where they may understand the word of God more like my wife does for me more for me she hits me with more stuff than I did ever reading and studying and stuff like that so it's just interesting how like with this everybody comes in to these groups here and has their own for different points of life and has rather word more or less or whatever and each person gets hit with something as they go and i think i mean i mean me personally obviously i shouldn't be one person who just comes to sunday and just relies on pastor david because i'm guilty of that get filled the sermon then i go out the door and then you know does my life reflect the word that was spoken to on sunday Am I relying on Pastor David on Sunday and then Wednesday and live my life like I want to the rest of the week? Or am I being, or am I falling in line with the rest of my people at work and then sitting in my office by myself, keeping to myself and relying on my, where I am spiritually? Like, oh, I got, I'm going to make it to heaven. It's great. Well, what about everybody else that's around me? So, yeah, that's my conviction. So, so yeah. Um, I think we all sit around the house at certain times going, well, what am I going to do? Yeah. Yeah. Read. There you go. Yeah. There's a thought. Yeah. Get the Bible. Yeah. I definitely need it more and I've been using it. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was that whole thing. Like recently I read this thing about the, the coffee in your cup and what spills out when you're bumped and rattled. As a Christian, and because uh, everything lately that's come out hasn't exactly been as Christian, right? Yeah. So uh, yeah, the only getting around that has definitely been like studying every single night, being immersed in it every day, every day, every day. If I don't, I notice it in the way I react, the way I act, everything. Being immersed in it all the time, it's a freaking struggle. You're saying, you know, like, if I have time, if I'm sitting around, if I'm watching Netflix or whatnot. My little brother was telling me yesterday, he's like, hey, if you're comfortable, that's not stagnation. That's losing. It's like, if you're not being convicted, 
and you're not uncomfortable, you're not going anywhere. Right. Yeah. And, and dude, like that was just yesterday. And I was like, wow, wow, Ryan. Yeah. 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 Heck yeah. Hold on. So what hit 